There's nothing more humbling and inspiring and attractive than witnessing somebody be truly and uniquely exceptional. Except, of course, for their journeys. Maybe it's luck. Maybe it's genetics. Maybe it's work ethic. Scott and I wanted to see if we could discover what makes some of the universe's most incredible humans the successes they've become. And ultimately, find out exactly how they became... Ugh, so, so good. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Ugh, You're So Good, where we interview the best of the best and figure out how they became so amazing. Today's guest is an internet legend, content creator, podcaster, YouTuber, TikToker, millions of followers, subscribers on all platforms you can think of. He recently started a podcast called Sweet Boys with his co-host, Andrew Sawicki, that blew up instantly. Kind of jealous. <laughs> He's also a pro at everything anime, Marvel, and Harry Potter. Welcome, Garrett Watts. Hello. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. We're so happy We're to happy have you. Here. This is so fun. I wish that I, and, and a part of me wishes this was a video podcast just because this is so fun. This dynamic yeah. is so cool to even just yeah. step in on right now with your beautiful house and your beautiful boyfriend over here and That's beautiful right. cool friends and <laughs> yeah. your, this is, this is the dog I know we've been doing all these outdoor podcasts obviously because of COVID and it's honestly fun because we're uh, just like when do I sit outside on your deck yeah, never exactly. until this I feel like this is the most fun I've had in like a year <laughs> because <laughs> just to be around people there like are other this. humans yeah. wow. oh my god <laughs> you know, know when like you let a dog out of the dog park and it starts like just frantically Freaking running out. around just That's being like us right now yeah. Yes. I mean, this, yes. is, this is a delight. Also, no, I, that was such a sweet intro. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Nice. I um, am such a fan. Oh. <laughs> I've been really excited for this, mainly because I just want to like soak up all the positive energy you give the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> First question, how are you feeling about WandaVision? Oh, wait, are you serious? <laughs> I get to talk about wait, something. what is that? It, <laughs> it's so rosy to be like, what is WandaVision? <laughs> Well, no, it's a, it's a Marvel oh. show on Disney Plus, um. and I just wanted to get your thoughts because I've been obsessed. This is so fun! I can't <laughs> believe I get to actually talk about this. Uh, you opened up like a like okay, no, 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 I, I'm obsessed. And uh, and I'm Wanda has always been my favorite Avenger since Age of Ultron. Hello, yeah. you and Mark are dating. Everyone, I'm out. sorry, it's Wanda Division. Or? Wait, can we call this Garrett Watson Mark or dating or something? Like that? <laughs> That's the title of really the episode. Clickbait. It's title. called Wanda Vision, and the two main characters are Wanda and Vision. But it's also got like, it. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Even, yeah, how do you describe the tone of that show quickly? It's uh, so. Uh, it's kind of like evolution of TV. Huh. In a way, like cool. I—that's I, I, simplifying it, obviously. But yeah. it, they like do like a '50s theme for the first episode, and then '60s, and then, cool. Yeah, it is. I'm enraptured by it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm really obsessed with it right now because Wand is my favorite Avenger. I love her ever since she came out of that. Well, it's a whole. I, I sometimes I don't know where to draw the line with nerd stuff because I don't just want, draw any lines here. The whole point no. of this podcast is like to feel cozy. And no, weird, I asked so. that question first because I wanted to get your nerd take on it. Yeah, I mean, I could do that for like two hours. So you'll probably have to just be like, "All right, shut up now." The latest episode was amazing. Oh yeah, I, it, it it changes. I was like, um, I was telling someone about it yesterday, and I was like, it, it not only changes the future of Marvel, but the future of the entertainment industry as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> is that like Mark? Wow. She was like, "Okay, sir, just." 
just give me your Starbucks order. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you feel about the like reveal at the end of the last? Yeah, episode? and so I have no, I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> to such a degree that any spoiler. Wait, here we go. Won't even be a spoiler. <laughs> He's about to talk about this episode. So if you haven't watched it, pause the podcast. Pause yeah. the podcast or maybe skip ahead like two minutes. Yeah. But no, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, the, the Pietro, you know, him being on the show as Quicksilver, Evan Peters Quicksilver. Right. Uh, no, that blew my mind because, uh, because yeah. if uh, Combined worlds. The combi- Fox it, version. And that's blowing my mind. If I get Michael Fassbender as Magneto in the Marvel Universe, I, I, people throw this phrase around. I literally do not know what I'll do. Like I, I will, I will just need to like my a, nana. You, my yeah. nana is ninety six, and um, she has such a crush on Michael Fassbender. That's the only thing about whole sentence that I understood. <laughs> me so. and your, you contributed. <laughs> <laughs> me and your nana would. I, she loves him. Yeah, we we we'd hit it right off. That's, that's amazing. Do you, so last question about WandaVision, then we'll actually be real. Sorry, this is like when um, I talk about the Bachelor do you think on that, podcast. Do you think that she? is in control of all this or there's some bigger, deeper, more menacing thing? Oh, dude, this is one of those things where I'm like, you don't you don't want to do this, Scott. Trust me. <laughs> uh, no. So I think, uh, so she's always been, if, you, if you're familiar with like the House of M comic, you know, book, the storyline. So she's always been the most powerful. Uh, uh, she's People say that she's more powerful than the Dark Phoenix, you know, Jean Grey's evolution. Right. Um, and, you know, because she basically, with, the, with, with a couple words, did a very, very, very powerful thing in the uh, Marvel Universe. Point is, I think that um, she is, I think someone is containing her. I think that mm. someone with the best of intentions, because no one's being killed in the show. No one's being murdered. I think right. people are being a little tormented. But I think that someone with the best of intentions, I'm going to guess, you know, Doctor Strange or someone, when he saw the results of the final endgame battle and what Tony had to do and everything, I think he also foresaw the aftermath of what would happen with Wanda and needed to contain her somehow because she would do something so explosively powerful in her her grief that he needed to distract her, maybe just to buy some time or something. So I think that's what's happening is that she's just being sort of like quarantined for for the greater good. And yeah. it's like kind of crappy and someone's doing it. I don't think it's Doctor Strange, by the way, but I think it is someone doing wow. it. Yeah. Mark ha- has a theory that the best friend that's always around, that was like, <laughs> should I take it from the top? Catherine Hahn. Oh my God. That she yeah. is like, like yeah. Agatha, some like witch- sorcerer. Agatha, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, yeah, but uh, Rosie yeah. is just like asleep over here. <laughs> She's just on her phone. Yeah, I love the idea of this all being a weird Agatha, elaborate. Agatha, totally. Agatha is such a shady bitch. Agatha's my queen. Yeah. <laughs> like trying to roll well, with it. Yeah, not okay. to well, use this as a smooth transition. Yeah. but I will just say that this when I was observing this, it really like reinforced like my impression of you that you're like so. Uh, diverse in oh. your abilities and interests. Oh. Like when I watch your videos, I'm like the amount of talents involved in the first 20 seconds. Like oh. there's yeah. like your, I mean, first of all, there's just your performance energy and like your oh. clear charisma. And then there's like your video editing. And then there's like your your whole vision for the whole thing. And then there's the music and then there's the all timing. the like, anima- animations and the, all the, wow. I mean, there's just like, there's, not to mention like all the content of what you're actually talking about and doing. And so I'm always yeah. just like, I find, and maybe this is like the nature of YouTube, but I'm curious like how you identify creatively, like what you think you are. That's a good are. question. That is really, thanks for um, <clears throat> thanks for uh, expressing that. That's really sweet. And obviously I'm really flattered. Um, and yeah, my kind of <laughs> secret to like keep on making things yeah. is to like never, ever, ever think about it. <laughs> so, yeah. but, um, but that's yeah. A, that's good advice. That's really cool. It, it is. I, I, can, I can say a little bit more about that because I feel like when people think about it too much, it leads to their like, 
literal downfalls, not to sound too dramatic. Yeah. But uh, it is it is kind of interesting because at my best, my very best, my channel is just like an algamation of, of everything that I think and do. So mm. when people ask me, oh, you know, oh, I do YouTube for a living. Oh, what do you do? I say, I don't know. I say, I say, I just, I just kind of like invite people. It's kind of liberating. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. say, I just kind of invite people into my head for these short vignettes you know, adventure style kind of fun videos and then and then they're done and then that's my job. And yeah. they're like, okay, uh, I don't get it. And I'm like, you know. I, lo- I feel like yeah. that's a skill in itself Absolutely. because like, obviously you're the best at a lot of things, oh. but I think that a skill that is really impressive about you is that you're able to be like, I just do what I'm feeling in the moment mm-hmm. because it's so human nature to overthink everything. And especially ever like what's do. funny, it's on this podcast. It's like mm-hmm. all about work ethic and like following your dreams. A lot of like the themes, a lot of the time are like focus and, and, and practice and like discipline. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm not saying you don't still have, but I think it's a really important aspect that we haven't really talked about, which is like the power of like following your instincts and the power of like fun almost. This is yeah. such a nice, really, what a fun time this is. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This is so cool to talk about this stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. When I'm editing, you know, my videos, for instance, or even doing my videos, all I think about it, I used to, it's, <laughs> I used to, I used, this sounds like such a strange analogy, but stick with me for like two seconds on it. <laughs> I used to be a wedding DJ and um, okay. for like a long time. And uh, it was so interesting because all you did with like the dance floor was sort of like read the energy. And mm, it's like, it was right. almost this weird spell you were under totally. to make everything work. So you'd be like, okay, I can ease into like, get me bodied by Beyonce right now. It's going to be weird. <laughs> it's going to be a little risky. I'm probably going to lose 20% of the dance floor. It was this yeah. weird kind of energy oh, wave. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I feel like editing is the same thing. It's like, I almost check out and I just like submit to this like wave of energy. It's not like, yeah. I, I, to even, like talk about it as though it's some tangible skill makes me feel a little bit impostery like oh let me tell you my technique is really born of it's like but editing is like an extremely important skill yeah and that's what I mean when I say that my secret is to never think about it because like there's this really cool, um, this, uh, this, this, have you ever read the book Four Agreements? Mm-mm. Uh, Mm-mm. There's this really interesting ideology, uh, like ideology in it, which I really, I try to, I really want to, something that I want to do in 2021, and I apologize, my communication style is like 30 different thoughts. No, just I'm obsessed It feels like you. I love it. It's exactly <laughs> what I expected. I, I, I love, you know, there's a lot of people on the internet, right? And something that I want to do moving forward in 2021 is sort of like, connect those people in a, like I just got a new place mm-hmm. and I'm so excited to have really healthy conversations with other creators on the internet I want to have like this weird like once a month thing at my house where like everyone comes and like has coffee and like the mornings and there's like all these silver pots and everything and we can all just like talk about what this means to be online because, not to self-invite but I'll be there no please ah, please listen. are you kidding me can't wait no but it sounds like such fun because I feel like <laughs> there's so many really bad uh, ideas when it comes to the way that people are on the internet as we all know here there's yeah, the so internet many is terrifying. there's so many pressures there's so many things that we do and a lot of uh creators online they just start to adapt this really 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 spooky idea of how they're going about it and they start to believe their own echo chamber Mm. and when that hits your ears so many times and then back to the walls and then back to your ears back to the walls it can create a really haunting person and i've you know i've seen it happen many times and it's it's interesting Mm -hmm. because yeah i my approach to it is like, don't think about it. And also don't believe anything that anyone says about what you make. So for instance, if someone yes. says, oh, you're really good at what you do. You're genius. I, that's the exact same comment is like, you're terrible at what you do. Absolutely. You suck. Yeah. Because staying that's, outside of yourself. Yes. Outside. It's like a monk mentality. Or, <laughs> or bringing yourself to the middle. I've also heard it described that way. Like any extreme oh. you're hearing 
is wrong or not as wrong is, is extreme. Like if yeah. anything that feels incredibly good or incredibly bad, maybe bring yourself to the middle. It's somewhere more neutral than that. Yeah, yeah that's like kind that. of interesting. Although that is really nice. When It's like a little different when people in your own life or people in front of you are of expressing course. it because then it's like you can sort of really look them in the eyes and go, oh, wow, you know, but the internet is full of so many weird projections like that of to course. where you just kind of go, okay, well, that's not what, you know, going to affect me necessarily because yeah. one time my favorite musician in the world. His name is James Blake. Mm -hmm. He was asked about that. Like, what is it like to be in the studio with Kanye West and all these incredible people, you know? And uh, he was like, oh, I, I really try not to think about it. He's like, because yeah. those people yeah. started listening to me when I was making my album in my kitchen. Yeah. He was like, when I was completely alone and completely broke. He's mm -hmm. like, that's why they like me. So he was like, why am I going to try to soil mm -hmm. that beautiful thing about me with like their projections or their opinions or yeah. their this? Or th I'm probably paraphrasing what he's saying. But, uh, <laughs> but you know what no, I mean? It makes I, sense though. I feel yeah. like if you idolize people too much it's like you lose touch of what initially made you love them in the first place totally yeah and i find that sometimes this is actually very hard for me because i'm kind of like a natural born trier like i really try like like that's kind of my instinct is yeah. to really try even when it's painful and never give up and i like that quality in myself but frankly whenever i hear this kind of like you're so you're so uh you so embody this opposite kind of um perspective of just like really kind of uh, allowing it to flow naturally and rather than thinking about what you're doing and what you're making or analyzing what you're doing and it quote unquote is it working blah 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 it's just kind of mm -hmm. more of like a natural process of like letting it come you. to you almost how, how did you develop that skill well I don't know if it's something that I ever did well I mean sometimes cautionary tales you know just seeing the world around you and mm -hmm. kind of going like I don't want that for myself mm -hmm. there's so many yeah. times where people just need to look around at those people that are telling them this is what you should do or this is what you know mm -hmm. how you should create and you kind of go I don't trust the source mm -hmm. yeah and you can mm -hmm. look at the person and go absolutely you know like I it, with all due respect it's not like supposed to be some shady thing of like no if, but it's just like nah I can kind of like go my own way yeah I really 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 love creators that go their own way mm -hmm. I'm really yeah. into people in general that don't I know it sounds a little typical but I really mean it but that don't do the status quo that don't go show up to like check this box check this box check this box yeah yeah it's easy to fall into that because yeah. Anxiety makes you want to be like, let me follow the greats. Or like fear-based decision-making. Th that's a thing for me is fear-based. Yeah. What if yes. I, if I don't do the X, Y, or Z, will that, does that mean that I won't get this thing that I, that matters to me? And I always catch myself and I've, because I've, I'm a recording artist and I've been signed and dropped and had lots of ups and downs. Ugh. And one thing that I always return to is a kind of a, an instinct in myself that I fight is the like fear-based. Interesting. I have to appease this person. If they're telling me this, well, maybe I can appease them this way. And it's and I and I yeah. am so aware that it doesn't help me. Oh, but it's not easy. I think it's really. I think it's a lot of people out there. It's really hard to actually trust your own taste, your own voice, and yes. instincts. That's a. It's like people say yeah. that all the time. But I think to actually in practice. Yes do what you feel is right is so hard. Well, yeah. 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 And you build up like this courage to do what you want to do. And yeah. then one single like comment that you see first, you're like, of course. Right. <laughs> That's right. negative. Right. You're like, of course. Right. I, I'm like the trash. fear. The fear. I think, I think sometimes the people that seem, it's funny, this is like a crazy example, but sometimes I watch Joe Biden and I'm like, you have the weight of the world yeah. on your shoulders. Like during mm -hmm. the election, I was like, the matter, the, how important this is for you to not 
mess up or die or like get even a cold, it seems like the amount of yeah. pressure on him. I was like, that is insane. But he seems to have uh, to, to be fairly like calm, you know, and yeah. I always think and again, this is so ridiculous. I'm just guessing based on nothing. But his story <laughs> is so tragic. I always think that he's lost kind of the worst thing to lose oh, that right. it kind of makes him kind of be like he has nothing to lose, you know, so it's there's no fear of like to me, he looks like someone who's knows that he can withstand anything. Therefore, he's not afraid of anything. Which is inspiring. Yeah. yeah. You guys find out you made a huge mistake. I just go, you know that election was stolen, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're like, uh-oh. Yeah. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Moving I'm, on. I'm so glad you guys gave me a platform to talk about this. So, the voting machines were actually hacked. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of Brazil? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about this QAnon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, that's terrifying. Something with babies. Yeah. I'm not positive. Murdered. Oh. Murdered babies. Oh, God. I I'm think. sorry I just said it. I don't know. <laughs> I just saw it in the headlines. <laughs> um, no, that is that is an interesting uh, perspective. I, I uh, Yeah, he seems very strong. And uh, thank goodness we have him right now. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I, have, uh, I don't know. <laughs> My mind is in so many places with this. Yeah, but I understand that fear-based uh, thought can lead to the dreaded analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. Because that stops so many people from creating uh, great things. And you two, and uh, do you do uh, singing as well? No, no. I, I have a sure, secret sorry. theory that he's good at singing. That Mark but is good at singing, I but he said, won't I'm, do it. I'm sorry, that was bad podcast etiquette. I turned to Mark. Mark, I should have said, Mark, do you do singing as well? <laughs> um, but uh, we don't even know podcast etiquette. Yeah, we have no You're podcast teaching us etiquette. At this point. Oh, yeah. please, no. But uh, it is really interesting because you, uh, as recording artists. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine the vulnerability and the rejection and some of the stuff that you deal with. Now, it's easy for me to sound noble and go, oh, you, when I see a comment online, I can really disregard it. You two don't have that choice. You yeah. have to be in studios mm. using the most intimate thing you have, your voice, putting so many emotions, so many things into that, and dealing with people's ideas, dealing with the pressures, dealing with technical details, all these different things. So it's easier for, for me. But, but what I think you, what yeah. you do is really vulnerable. I think you're really sharing a lot of your, you know, interests and your passions and your daily life and oh, your thoughts on stuff. I mean, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I think you still, totally. you're an artist. But so. that, but it's easier for you two to get into that analysis paralysis state. Cause my friend Vaughn Smith is his name. He's mm -hmm. like an amazing singer. Oh my God. I know him. Oh, he's, he, I love that guy. He, we're like, he's insane. He's just great. And yeah, I've known him since I was like 17 or something. No way. And Aww. we're just like these friendly sort of soulmates. Not Cute. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like gay or whatever, dude. Yeah. Uh, fuck that. It's like me yeah. and my best friend, Taddy, we're also soulmates. Yeah, yeah. I get it. But yeah. not like, Nothing gay or whatever, dude. But uh, no, he's he's so great because he. Uh, but I mean, he lives in so many different places all the time. We're right. those friends that get, can get on the phone once every six months and yeah. just be like, you know, not a moment has passed. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he he talks so much about that. How there's been so many times over his career that people have gotten in the room, and by in the room, he sort of means in his head too. Mm -hmm. Been like, no, you got to take it this way, this way, this way, this totally. way, this way. Totally. He just came to a point where he was like, screw everyone, I'm doing it this way. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And he's been there for years now. That but. happens in the studio. Quite literally. Yeah. Like if there is six people in the studio with mm -hmm. you. Yeah. That made me think of the Lady Gaga. If there's a hundred people in a room. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if there's six people in the studio with you and they're all just kind of casually and innocently giving their advice on what you should do vocally. Yeah. yeah. I will be the most confident person at the start. Yep. And be like, singing's what I do. I'm gonna kill this. Yeah. I have these ideas. But the second, like the third person gives a random contradicting thought. Yeah. I just shut down and turn into like that little insecure boy, Scott, mm -hmm. from my childhood. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, I'll like feel so mean, but I'll be like, I, I kind of need everyone to leave yeah. <laughs> so I can get back to Absolutely. myself. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, oh, wow. I heard the story. I read this article about the 
the Bonnie Raitt song, I Can't Make You Love Me, which Boney Verita is the most beautiful cover of that. Oh, Have you heard his cover? No, no. Oh my God, you would love it if you love oh, Boney Verita. And if you yeah. like James Blake, I feel like you'd like that cover. Yeah. But I, I read this article. First of all, this is such a divergence, but I Can't Make You Love Me. I think a lot of people know that song. I can't make you love me. Like it's really like an emotional ballad. I want right? to hear your version of it but, for longer. <laughs> yeah, why don't you record it yeah. right now? <laughs> but, but it was written by these like country guys who read in the article, like a headline, like, this guy shot his husband and was like, I can't make her love me. And they wrote like, I can't make you love me. It was like this thing. Yeah. This is totally off the track. We're going what left is it, what is it turns, but whatever. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Going, I'm coming home. Um, and when they were in the studio and Bonnie Raitt heard it and they had this piano version and she was totally moved by it. She was like, I need everybody out. I'm only going to sing this once because I know. And she knew in her bones and in her blood yeah. that she could not that her first performance was going to be the most authentic. And if anyone was around, she would be too affected by their energy and by their influence to deliver what she like felt inside of her. And whenever I listen to that song, I really can feel that. Like yeah. I can hear the rawness and like the freshness of yeah. it before a million people came in and like, try this, try this, try this. And there is something to like, just going with like what you have off the surface. That's just you. That instinct, yeah. that is so interesting. Do you feel like you bring that too, Scott, when it comes to, I don't know, that in general? That Sometimes. It, 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 that reminds me of like the term flow or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, you know, when people play video games and try to get the high score and they get obsessed. No, I don't know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know oh, yeah. when people play? <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a, so that's like some my weird little, not secret on the internet because I don't care. But yeah, I'm like such an avid gamer. Like a huge gamer. Play every game that comes out. Like I'm obsessed with games. So sorry. I will, so you I will know bury about that the part flow. of me. For yeah. a don't bury it. Yeah. Reveal so, it. You guys. Enjoy. I made that like side example of gaming. You, you get in this flow. There's like uh-huh. an actual like psychological research on it. Wow. Um, but. I feel like she knows mm-hmm. in that instance, yes. she knew like, I know how to get into my like flow and Absolutely. do something that's insane. I just want to say the fact that you, Grammy award-winning musician, brilliant <laughs> artist, creative genius, chose a video game reference to explain getting in the flow. Well, I, I, it just popped <laughs> I in my mind it. and I, I wanted to it. mention it. <laughs> that, did, did you two see um, Soul by Chance? The, yes, yes. I loved film? it. I love that they explored that specific area that you were just speaking right. about when they go into that place. That yeah. was one of the most interesting parts of the film when they said when they went into that realm and they said you see all these people there are all these people floating singing playing violins playing video games you know and they said this Mm -hmm. is a place that people get into when they're creating when they're in that like artistic mode and then the most interesting part is when he said but it can consume them too and turn them into these dark entities because I was like yeah thank god that that is so cool that Pixar just said that Mm -hmm. because we've all seen that happen Mm -hmm. when people go there's a difference between (sighs) people should be so dynamic there's uh-huh. a difference between having something and letting it define you and having something and just letting it be part of your repertoire mm-hmm. of being a human. Totally. totally. I'm a, a huge advocate of like when people are feeling like they're in a creative rut, they're mm-hmm. analysis, paralysis, fear-based, doing all this stuff. I go, take yeah. it easy. Like go, go, go watch a movie. Yeah. Take this old Betty Davis yeah. movie here. Go, yep. go, go rent a cabin. Go drink for like a week. Don't worry. Don't worry about the pressure. Don't oh, do man. any of this stuff. It's not sustainable. Yeah. Just yeah. Very take Buddhist of you. Well, I know. And it that, is. that also hits me so hard because I feel like my whole life I have always identified as the singer. I feel like, like I got attention for it as a young it kid. Scary. It made me feel like I belong. Mm-hmm. And so I became obsessed with singing and getting perfect at it. Yeah, and then I too. had success in singing. Mm-hmm. And so now it, it's been my identity for 30 years. And now it's like, I feel like I'm finally at a point this year where I'm like, I am more than just the vocalist guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you so are too. And there, this is what, what people can't do is at what point can you, and if you can't do it, who can? It's hopeless mm-hmm. for all of us. But if you can't go, 
I have seen enough success at this point to go, you know what? There's other parts of me and I want to explore that. Like I've really been into pottery and I want to get a pottery wheel and start spinning Yeah, and see yeah. what that happens because that sounds like such a beautiful- I also think that I learned this um, sometimes when I'm like so focused on a goal, mm-hmm. you for, especially as a creative person, you forget about the input. If you're yeah. so focused on the output, you forget about the input. And I find that like, if you don't really like live your life and that includes like fucking up, making mistakes, mm-hmm. all the like ugly quote unquote stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a really necessary like piece of the equation to making art or even just being like a good empathetic person. That's a yeah. huge you know? thing. Yeah. And I'm so glad that people, uh, people on the internet are getting better at that. Speaking about that openly. Um, Can I ask you what's your, oh, sorry. Yeah. What's your like goal for starting it? When you started a YouTube channel, sure. did you have a, did you have a goal? Do you have one now or is it always just yeah. follow that creativity? Uh, thanks. That's so interesting. By the way, I don't know if this is my, what's doing this to me, but the fact that you two are asking me these questions and like, I mean, you two are so amazing. I feel like I'm almost like shutting myself down. This a beautiful singer, all the accomplishments. Don't shut yourself well, down. Well, no, no. I feel like there's this weird thing. I'm like creating this wall in my head that's like, okay, don't even like just answer these questions because these people are asking you them. But um, yeah, you two no, are so- I want you to oh, say- you say the whole point I also is, do that too. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. But you're, I, I'm already having like the greatest time because oh, you're, no, this you're is leading like us the into dream the coolest podcast. places. Oh, like, I just you. feel like it's exactly what I wanted to learn oh. about. So well, don't stop. That's that. Thank you. That's so nice to hear. But just so you know, I'm very, I, I always just want to, ironically, I want to shut up and just hear about other people. But thank you for asking. That's, that's really sweet and like, Thank you. Uh, I, I started my YouTube channel in 2012 and I started doing videos for um, this uh, drag queen named Coco Peru. Uh-huh. I was doing these uh, these strange videos like Coco Goes to Target or Coco Plays Grand Theft Auto And I had Five. seen all those, but I didn't know they were you. Yeah, they, those were my- so wild. Yeah, and so you, it was and, and you were pretty, was it your idea? Was it, was it a, like, yeah, what was there? Her, her manager uh, was like, hey, I want to do these videos. And I kind of got this idea of like, this could be so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like this drag queen who's yeah. like of a different generation. Yeah. Um, Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I kind of thought, okay, this is really cool. Like, let's mm-hmm. make this OG drag queen a little bit more like internet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I was like, okay, we could do this and this and this and stuff. So yeah. it, was, it was just a little like kind of collaboration between me and her uh, great manager. And kudos yeah. to you on that because I feel like a lot of drag queen videos yeah. don't totally translate to the internet. And that's and I feel like that yes. one was is a gay staple. Yeah. So and one of the only. So yeah. it's, it's pretty impressive that you were behind it. Well, and you know what? <clears throat> It's, 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 it's kind of, I, I, I don't know, like I go out on dates and when guys bring up like drag queen and stuff, well, I haven't been on a date in a year plus right, now. What is dating <laughs> yeah, anymore? Yeah. I was always tweet the other day that said like, I, I forgot how to kiss. I'm certain. And yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> I feel you. Me. <clears throat> Retweet. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it's, uh, I, I, uh, oh yeah. I go out on dates sometimes and guys are like, oh, drag queen. And I, I've not seen, I've not seen RuPaul's dr- drag race. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Drag race. Like, so yeah. I'm not really yeah. part of that. I feel so, like you'd love it. That, yeah, I'm sure I would. I've seen like uh, moments of them, do, you know, doing like gray gardens and stuff that are really uh, personally iconic to me and, and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's cool that they're keeping those things alive. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, I, I feel like it was interesting to come into that not knowing what the right thing to do for like drag yeah. queen content was mm-hmm. and to be like, okay, what if you just play Grand Theft Auto 5? Like to kind of project my own interest yeah. on this. Totally. Deep. And that's yeah. so powerful. I mean, yeah. I, I, that makes me think of like, I knew nothing about acapella going into this. Yeah. I just wanted to be on the show to uh-huh. sing with my friends. Yeah. I did not know acapella. I wasn't a fan. And our whole approach to acapella was completely 
none of the rules. Right. And that is exactly why we like why it blew works. up and became the most iconic acapella group I is also, because yeah, we took that approach. Because you followed your, I also think sometimes that's a reminder that like everyone's more similar than we think. That like, if you just follow what you like yeah. and you're like, I like this, then other people like other it. Other people will like and that's it. And that's always so cozy to me because I'm like, oh, like I wrote this song called Uphill Battle, right? Okay. It's basically just like talking shit about myself. Like these are all the things that are annoying about me more or less in like a pretty way, but whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I get so many people being like, that's exactly how I feel about myself. And it's always such a fulfilling feeling for me to be like, oh, I'm not alone. I wrote this in a really personal place and I wasn't thinking about, will other people like this? Will other people relate to this? It was just, yeah. this is me needing to understand myself. And then other people are like, oh, wow, that, that's exactly, I'm like, oh, so we're all just feeling the same feelings. That is so yeah. great to hear you say that and to hear you say that about people responding to that because at the end of the day, everyone has their little bits of advice they love to give. I do, we all do here. Mm -hmm. Like these kind yeah. of like approaches to creativity. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is to lead by example. Mm -hmm. You can talk till you're blue in the face, mm -hmm. but to just do what you do. And by the way, I'm, I'm on no high horse with this. I need to do this all the time. Yeah, just yeah. be like, just be like, no, people will see what I do and uh -huh. hopefully it'll inspire, you know, inspire yeah. others. But yeah, that, that I will say one thing that always uh, sort of leaves like a bad taste in my mouth and I don't mean any shade by this or anything, yeah. but it is something that I just go, damn it, why? Like, I wish yeah. I could just mm -hmm. enter that person's life for one second and be like, why did you put this out there? Uh -huh. And what I'm speaking to is people projecting out on social media, like their obsession with analytics to be mm. like, guys, did you see my video today? Uh, I don't know if you got notifications. I just want to make sure because right. I wasn't sure the numbers seem a little low. I'm just like. That is setting the most. Right. Am I shadow banned? Like, am I shadow banned? Yeah. What am I doing? The yeah. analytics, the demographics. I'm like, just shut up and make something cool. Totally. Yeah. Just shut, like deal with that with yourself, with your manager, with mm -hmm. your YouTube contact, with your whatever. Don't put that on your people. Yeah. It's like, right. what's that? There's a quote that I'm going to butcher. That's like, uh, it's some basketball thing. I don't know anything about basketball. I'm some basketball person. <laughs> You're a basketball person? <laughs> no, I'm not. It's oh. a problem. But I heard this quote once and I liked it. And it was somebody famous talking about something in basketball. I think free throws. Yeah. And they're like, when you're making a free throw, you can't think about the basket. Yeah. You just think about the throw. Yeah. Like you, 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 it you, ties you, back to flow. No, yeah. that, yes. that's, that's a very great analogy. Everything yeah. we're saying here is very hyper-connected. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just definitely. this idea. And like I said, if it's, I don't see someone who does that. I mean- yeah. And, and think, oh, you suck. I don't think anything like that. I think you're great. I just want to like hug them and just be like, stop. It's yeah. okay. Just do your thing. Yeah. Like, and also, I, I think, check like, sorry. No, yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, I think that's why TikTok is so successful. Yeah. Because the only things that really get to the For You page and shine through aren't like these perfect produced mm -hmm. moments. It's just kind of whatever human. feels natural and human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, um, by the way, I want to say something real quick. Uh, Andrew Swicky, who's my co-host, he was saying, he was like, I think Scott is the best person at social media in the world. Aww. Why? It was so interesting. <laughs> because true. I And right, because when he first said it, I was like, oh, I never thought about it like that. And then I thought about it for a moment. And I was like, the TikToks with your, like everything, the music, the success, the mm -hmm. YouTube, the different channels. I was like, oh my God, he is. That's so That's funny. That's actually what, first of all, that makes me feel so good that you said that and that <laughs> yeah. he said that. Um, but like, I, so, I ironically yeah. like don't feel that way. I feel like, you know, you see others creators and they have these crazy personalities and they put forward this like whole front that's so amazing and likable. And I'm like, I wish I had more of that. So I feel like it's just a testament no. to it's. I always I remember Scott's Twitter. I gotta be honest. Like sometimes I feel like it, I saw your. I remember your Twitter like ten years ago, and I remember texting you or telling you like your tweets are my favorite. I love your tweets, and you said <laughs> something like, "I just feel like the more you tweet, like the more followers followers you get." And I was like, "That's not true. That's just because you're <laughs> really funny." Like I rem <laughs> I remember that, and it was an early sign of like what I complete. I completely agree. I just think there's like a. Um, 
you are following your interests. You're like, that's funny to you. You like that song. You want to do that thing. It's not, you're not guessing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's interesting how, but I just wanted to say that that's like so nice how good you are at this. And you know, Mark, you too. It's just, you guys are so good at just Thank being you. hyper uh, available and, and there and stuff. I mean, I'm so cagey on the internet that it's nice for me to see. I'm like, I'm we're really working on that this year. Just being like, dude, be present more. Like just put your stuff out there. Be a little more vulnerable. Yeah. Be I was going to say, just- you don't post on Instagram as much as I would have expected you to post on Instagram oh. with, with no judgment. I'm just curious. I actually kind of respect it. I was like, I want to post less on Instagram. You know, like there was something about it. I know Instagram's yeah. developing this nature of like scary to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a fine combination of cripplingly insecure. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, honestly, what it, I, I, yeah, I don't really post it. I think I've made like, I don't know, five posts in the last like year and a half or yeah. two. It's, it's nothing, which uh, yeah. which I don't love. And I do want to post there more. So yeah, that's kind of what I mean. It's just, yeah. you know, posting more and being more available. But I think that, um, you know, it's funny. Like the past few years for me have been a little muddled. Mm-hmm. And I feel like only recently have I really been like, oh, this is what I do on the internet. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is what I want to do. I feel like I haven't even gotten started yet. Which mm-hmm. is, I, what I, a good feeling. Yeah. I truly feel that way. I'm just like, when people are like, oh, you like my stuff? I'm like, why? You haven't even seen what I do. Which maybe that's just me being self self. Oh, but I think that's like, I feel the same way about my music. People are like, I love your album. I'm like, you have not heard my new album. <laughs> do you feel that way, Scott? Is that just a universal? Uh, I, sometimes I, I feel that feel that way that I like have yeah. so much more to offer. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, I think that's wonderful. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to continue on YouTube and just cause I, I, I you know, on my own podcast, I'm getting better at trying to con- actually get back to a point. Cause you asked, <laughs> what do you want to do in your yes. future of YouTube? And so I've never asked myself that question because I don't want to burden myself with that expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's all I've ever done since I was a teenager, since I was twenties, everything, all I've ever done is lean into what's working in the moment mm-hmm. and try to do yeah. my best approach to that. And it's worked for you. I mm-hmm. think that is like an insanely good lesson on this podcast. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Yeah. I really think it's very Buddhist. Honestly, oh. I don't know if you've like paid it. If I don't, not that I know that much about Buddhism. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I've taken two of my aunt's Zoom classes about it in the past <laughs> two weeks. So apparently it's on my mind. An but expert. In- <laughs> That's interesting. But it's uh, resonating with me. Like you're saying, like it feels very present is what it is. Like yeah. without yeah. attachment to the future, which is, I think, I mean, I could not think of something more opposite than me. And in a way that makes me, so, I'm like, oh. tell me more. Cause I think that's so powerful. I don't want to stand in the way of that sort of yes. like flow state. So I, I try to get out of my own way with a lot of stuff and don't go, well, in a year I want to do this. And don't even get me started because the way that people take this into like relationship territory and mm-hmm. like all this stuff of like, well, by the by 28, I want to have one kid and be married to this oh person. Oh my God, I this. just had this conversation with my, and yeah. it's different because I'm a woman. So there's like a certain oh. biological aspect. Yeah. But I was talking to my friend uh, the other day and my therapist about this too. I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to be thinking like, about marriage and children. And yeah. I'm like so horrified by that. I'm like, don't make me think about, I don't want to think about that. Yeah. That just feels it's like, like ingrained so in oppressive. Your DNA. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like, there's some like voice in my head that is not my own saying yes. you're supposed to think about those next steps of your life. And I'm like, but what if that's not this, where am I, yeah. I'm at right now? And and we wonder why, you know, the voice, the, the voice, I turned into like, I turned into like Ellen Green from <laughs> yeah. like Little Shop yeah, of Horse. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, we wonder why divorce rates are so crazy. Right. It's because everyone is on this thing of like, well, I have to do this thing by this age and do, you right. know, da, 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 da. it's like. Says who? Oh, says yeah. who? That's why I'm obsessed with being gay. Yeah. Yeah, now that Because is- <laughs> gays don't have kids till they are ready. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is so funny. My and uncle- straight people have kids when they're like nine. Yeah. <laughs> my so my gay uh, icons growing up was my uncle Mike and his husband Eric, and they have, they're all I've ever known for like a, mm-hmm. an example of gay men, and they're just 
beautiful, cool. And Eric is like a writer. He worked on Futurama as a co-executive producer. Oh, Futurama. Wow. Like Emmys on the shelf, all that great stuff. And like Mike is a contractor and architect and built his own. They're just amazing. And uh, they have this beautiful family, gorgeous children. Mm -hmm. So great. Like mm -hmm. they lived in Studio City for years. They just moved to Washington. Point is though, is yeah, I'm so glad to have had them in my life really mm -hmm. early on because mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. They I just kind of went like, oh, that's that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, so um, I don't know why I just ranted about that, but no, yeah, no, it is, it's that, representation. That, I mean, that's in your own life. That's uh, really helpful. Yeah. I was also <laughs> raised a little, uh, I was raised Mormon too. So the, 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 um, and in Tennessee and in Tennessee. So it was a little, uh, of, when did of you a, move out here? Oh, 2000. It's funny. I've been coming out here since I was like 16 because my uncle lived here. Right. And so I feel like it was so I was you've been, you know, I quote unquote networking and like, mm -hmm. you know, coming to Los Angeles and meeting all of like Eric's writer friends and going to like the, uh, at the the Fox Emmy award shows yeah. and after right. parties and meeting all these people when I was really young that I came out here and continued my connections with. Because when I first came out to Los Angeles in 2011, 12, I was like, I, I was like, like working on sets as like PA and I worked right. on every job in the world out here based on those connections. Mm -hmm. So did you, really did you feel connected to LA more than Tennessee at that age or did you? Uh, oh no, no. I actually moved from Arizona of all places. I've lived in like so many places. Okay. I, yeah. I did the math the other day and figured out that the place I live now, like the roof I have over my head is uh -huh. the 30th or 31st. Oh, roof wow. I've ever... wow. <laughs> yeah. So I've lived in a lot of places, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, no, I've always just knew I would end up in LA. I can't, I wanted to be a director initially. I thought by this age I'd be directing Charlie's angels three, which, <laughs> oh my God. We went on a whole like text yeah. tangent about Charlie's Angels because it's the best. I haven't seen the new one. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm obsessed I, with the original. I, I mean, the original, I mean, or, or the Cameron Diaz. I know the, what you mean. I'm you know. really, um, I try to be really, not, I was going to say diplomatic, but that's not the word. I was going to say, I, I try to be kind mm -hmm. because I love giving people the benefit. Right, of the a lot doubt. of people worked on that movie. A lot of people worked on that movie. And were it's, inspired. <laughs> it's, seriously, a lot of people worked on that movie. The performances were great. The, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, this yeah. was bad or this was bad, but I just, it kind of breaks my heart because it was just a really weird attempt at Charlie's Angels. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, at the same time, I don't yeah. hate it. And I also do. I I didn't hate it. Yeah. I, I just watched it with a pan, the deadpan face. I well, was just the, like, yeah. Like the, the, I, the just, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. It's just, I mean, that There movie's... was just a specific exact amount of camp and like yes. dynamic that was yeah. just insanely profound. And I love <laughs> the like, I feel like at that age when I was growing up, like there's a certain amount of like built-in misogyny that you have as like younger. I don't know if that's still the case with like Gen Z, but it mm. might've been more of, I was talking with this whole Free Britney like the movie I haven't watched, we watched it yet. It last night. I haven't Taddy watched it and she was telling me all about it. And like we were just remembering what it was like to be that age and like how like I'm kind of like kind of blown away by how much more sexist the world felt when I was 12 than how it does now. And I don't know if I've just grown up more or whatever. Okay. But I always felt like Charlie's Angels was a little bit special in its like female friendship celebrating powerful well. oh it aged beautifully strength yeah. i love it i just think it's such a good movie i just love those movies it's really awesome yeah the the, the mcg versions the the early 2000s ones were so blindingly confident they just yeah. were unflinchingly yeah. confident in their execution um of the the film and i think the this uh, new one is a little more diplomatic and a little safer uh but you know god bless it not i, as, I love not as comedic no no that's the saddest part i know i like those early the 2000s comedy. Yeah, they're the so comedy. funny. Oh my God, they're so funny. <laughs> they're, so ah, funny. they're just so Joey sick, yeah. from Friends just being so cute in that movie. I oh love my, it. Oh Malibu. my God, not you picking probably the worst character in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so funny. I, I, uh, yeah. Uh. Okay. Listen, I think it's funny when Lucy Liu is like, he is so stupid about it. I think that that is charming. Sue me. I've never, um, Andrew, my friend Andrew, Andrew Swicky and I, we always do that back and forth, but it'll just be like us just like, because Andrew and I were basically married, but he's like straight and, you know, and we've just yeah. been together through 2020, like the whole thing through so mm. much. And so yeah. he uses that. We just slaughter that phrase all the time. Like, I'll just go to the fridge and get water and he'll just like be like, not you going to the fridge and getting water. And I'll just be like, <laughs> not me raising the water to my lips. Just and dragging yourself <laughs> all oh my God. day. All right, you guys, that was the end of part one of our conversation with the amazing Garrett Watts. Tune in next week for part two. Yes, more of my, more of my bullshit. More of his <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>